We are Sugar by Half, a not-for-profit, independent organization led by a team of health experts and business professionals who also happen to be concerned parents. We are passionate about a future for Australia where people live healthier lives through the reduction of sugar-related diseases. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to Sugar by Half. My name is Daniel Velado, a certified nutrition and health coach and physical education teacher. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by Dr. Peter Bruckner and Dr. Paul Mason. We will be discussing the brand new Defeat Diabetes app and giving away a free three-month subscription to one lucky winner. Peter and Paul, thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks, Daniel. Always, uh, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And Peter, we might start with you. Um, you know, Defeat Diabetes, it's been on you know, the project last week. It's been on seven years. It's all over the media at the moment. I know yourself and Paul have been working pretty hard behind the scenes, uh, you know, for a few months now and to get this brand new app out. Are you able to share some information about it for our listeners? Yeah, sure. Well, basically, you know, Paul and I were a bit concerned about being bored during lockdown for the last, uh, you know, six months. So we thought we'd better have a project. And um, we came up with this uh, with this project. Now, what I guess the, the inspiration for this w- was uh, was the, the English program, um, their low-carb program on diabetes.co.uk. And um, I've seen how effective, uh, how successful that had been. And we thought, well, let's have a crack at, uh, at doing something uh, with an Australian flavor and uh, using Australian uh, clinicians, doctors and dietitians and uh, uh, specifically for Australians, you know, we talk about Vegemite rather than Marmite. Um, so that seemed like a good idea six months ago. I think if I'd known how much work was involved, I might have uh, had second thoughts. But um, yeah, we've basically developed a, an app. It's an app-based program um, that uh, consists of 13 modules and each module consists of uh, video lessons and uh, what we call master classes which are uh, more in-depth uh, uh, videos then we have a whole bunch of articles um, then we'll have a an action plan and a quiz uh, and then you move on to the next uh, module you go through these 13 modules in addition to to those modules we have um, lots of recipes uh, and each recipe is a full uh, breakdown of their macro content and uh, ingredients and you can uh, press a button and generate a shopping list and, and all these sort of clever things. Um, we have meal plans uh, that are that are set there and you can also make your own meal plan. And we have cooking demonstrations with Matt Hopcraft, a uh, MasterChef finalist. Um, and, yeah, it's a pretty comprehensive program, I think, to to tackle type 2 diabetes. And, you know, I don't need to probably tell anyone uh, of our listeners how important uh, type 2 diabetes is in our is in our community. And um, I might get Paul to talk a little bit about that maybe and, and uh, about some of the issues related to type 2 diabetes and why it's such a problem in our, in our community. Well, I mean... It's just so common. And I mean, it's not just type 2 diabetes, but it's the the underlying physiology that leads to type 2 diabetes, namely insulin resistance. And I'm sure this is a pretty educated audience, so most people understand what insulin resistance is. Basically, it means that insulin's not working properly. So in the initial phase, 
the body will compensate by releasing more insulin. And then eventually, uh, through various reasons, the insulin stops working full stop, even though there's an excessive amount of it. And then blood sugar starts to creep up. And that combination of high insulin and high blood sugar levels is literally toxic to most every organ in the body. But basically, you're ending up with high levels of sugar in the blood. And whatever blood vessel this sugar is in, it can damage the internal aspect of that blood vessel and lead to significant consequences. So if their blood vessels go into the eye, well, you can end up with diabetic eye disease. Blood vessels go into the kidney, you can end up with diabetic kidney disease. It's the most common cause of needing renal dialysis in the in the uh, Western world. If you have, uh, if it affects the blood vessels going to nerves, we end up with something called neuropathy. Um, this leads to non-healing ulcers in the feet and things like that. It's the most common reason for having body parts amputated. And as we see, um, you know, you start with the toes and then you keep on nibbling on up the foot. And funnily enough, it's going to be a little bit tangential here, Peter, but I had a patient just yesterday um, who had started studying nutrition and I'd done a placement at one of our, uh, our major hospitals, Royal Prince Alfred Hospital. And they described to me that they would, they were working in the area where all the amputees were, they just had body parts amputated. And he actually described me with one lady who literally had both feet and both hands amputated. It's absolutely insane. And they were going around providing them with their nutrition and ordering, assisting them with ordering their meals. And they had a minimum amount of carbohydrates that they would have to offer each of these diabetic patients. And they were given strict instruction that they have to offer patients in between meal snacks as well. It was an all carbohydrate laden things. They had things like Kit Kats on the menu. And this is just blowing my mind. Um, this is in, you know, Australia, 2021 diabetic ward where people are having body parts lopped off pushing carbohydrates, just absolutely insane. So if you ever wanted a reason why we needed to develop this app, this is it, because mainstream medicine is failing these people. So, Paul, yeah. about then, um, you know, hospitals giving out carbohydrates. So what is the app about in terms of food? What, what can people expect to find when they purchase the app? Well, I mean, the app, it's, it's basically a... Uh, a low carb approach to uh, to eating. I mean, it, it you know we take this pretty simple approach really. As Paul mentioned, type two diabetes is basically a disease of carbohydrate intolerance, and yet for some reason that is beyond comprehension, the medical profession thinks that you've got to give these people lots of carbohydrates when they're clearly intolerant of them. So you know it's pretty clear to us that the best diet for someone with type two diabetes is one that is low in carbohydrates. Um, you know, it's like you don't give alcohol to an alcoholic, you know, you don't give gluten to someone with celiac disease. I mean, you just, if someone doesn't tolerate something, you don't give it to them. I mean, it's pretty simple. So that's our approach to uh, to, to the app. And uh, well, I so, guess also, we've not just limited ourselves to carbohydrates either, Peter. We're, we've, and that we've had a lot of uh, toing and froing and re reading of, you know, all the literature and all of these things. And it's very clear that seed oils play a role in developing insulin resistance, which is really at the heart of 
diabetes. So it's a combination. It's basically processed foods. It's it's the sugary foods with fructose, which is particularly bad. It's seed oils, which is really you know, also bad. And it's the starchy carbohydrates, which if you're already diabetic, then you can't even tolerate the starchy carbohydrates. So I guess it's really, if we're sort of looking at those three pillars, it's about coming up with foods that fit in with our modern food environment that people can still eat and not feel like a social prior, that's still really tasting and nourishing and filling, but it doesn't damage the metabolism. Yeah, so it's really, you know, we're talking about real food rather than processed food. I don't know whether you, you know, you like that term real food, but it, it's basically, you know, it's a meat and fish and vegetables and fruit and eggs and dairy and nuts and seeds and olive oil. I mean, you know, these are the uh, the basis of uh, of you know, the low-carb approach or the defeat diabetes approach and uh, just avoiding those processed foods that uh, that Paul was talking about that uh, invariably contain sugars and starches and, uh, and vegetable oil, seed oils. So... It's it's pretty straightforward, um, but we give a lot of the a uh, lot of the uh, the background. So it's partly educational, but also partly um, you know, practical. And this is what you need to do. Uh, this is how you get the your foods and, and so on. So yeah, it's a it's a wealth of information. And I think the education aspect is something that we don't want to overlook either, because at the end of the day, I mean, as a practicing doctor, I, I do not expect to influence somebody's behaviour unless I first of all influence their belief or their knowledge. And I think we've come to it with that, where we actually want to bring people along for the ride. We're not just saying, here, eat this, do this, trust us, we're doctors, because we know how that worked out. <laughs> so it's, it's saying, here's the information, here's the science. You can see there's a, this is, this is not just science. It's also something called common sense. I mean, it, but we've we've sort of we present it in a way that it, it's tangible and it's understandable, and and you can just get it. Or at least that's what we've hoped we've done. We hope that we've made it understandable to the average person. So, Paul, you mentioned there, you know, backed by science. Can you maybe elaborate on that and what people would expect to find when they subscribe to the app? So, when you talked about the lessons and the education. What type of things would they expect to learn and, and view during the app? Well, when I say back by science, it's because there's so much in our, our current legacy paradigm of nutrition, which can basically be, you know, food pyramid, hello, um, that is just fundamentally wrong. And we're not just going to come in and say, we expect you guys to do what we're saying because we've had an idea. So something like, for instance, sodium salt and when we're saying yeah you can add add some salt to your food when you've had 30 years of somebody from the government saying you know salt will harden your arteries so the question is what makes us what gives us the authority to actually make that recommendation nothing but that's what the evidence says so we say well here's the evidence and there's scientific papers showing this and that and this and that and if we just take salt as an example there's so much debate behind the scenes that the upper limit of sodium intake for Australians was actually removed in 2017. That is, there is no official upper threshold on sodium for an individual in Australia today based on our dietary guidelines. That's actually been removed. They actually recognised that there wasn't any science um, recommending a limitation of sodium at the threshold they had it at, so they just whipped it out altogether. 
Now, unfortunately, this information hasn't disseminated down to the general public yet. There's been no press releases. There's been no, you know, media um, presentations done by anybody in authority um, promoting this, but this is the absolute fact. So everything that we do is in alignment with this evidence and whether it's well known or what well known, you know, well accepted, not accepted, what have you, it doesn't matter. If the science says it, then that's where we've tried to go. Excellent. So, you know, with the, um, the app, it's claiming here we, that we can reverse the effects of type 2 diabetes and send pre-diabetes into remission. Peter, can you maybe speak a bit about that and, you know, how the app can help someone with pre-diabetes? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, you've obviously got uh, people with already fully-fledged diagnosed type 2 diabetes, of which there's probably close to 2 million people in, in this country. There's another 2 million people who have what's called pre-diabetes. So there are various conditions that we know uh, are liable to lead to, uh, to diabetes or indicators that you're sort of heading in that direction that are associated with insulin resistance. Um, and we know that a significant number of those people, if unless they change their lifestyle, will go on to develop diabetes. So there's... Uh, probably 4 million between those two groups of people in Australia. Um, and then, you know, it's also very relevant for people with, uh, with obesity, with other chronic diseases and so on. So it can, can help all those uh, all those people. Now, you know, we uh, we do make some, you know, significant claims that we uh, we can put a significant proportion of people into, uh, put their diabetes into remission. And we base that on uh, experience of similar programs that uh, have been run both in the uh, in the UK and the USA. So the, the program that I mentioned at the start, that, that run by diabetes.co.uk and David Unwin and his colleagues, um, they've published their uh, their results. They published another one, another uh, study just recently. And uh, similarly, with the Verta Group in in the USA, um, have published their results at twelve months, at two years, and at three and a half years. And they're remarkably similar, the results from the two, uh, the two different uh, approaches. Um, and it basically shows that approximately 50% of people with type 2 diabetes go into complete remission. So that, in other words, their HbA1c levels uh, go to drop to non-diabetic ranges. So we, we consider that to be in remission. We don't say they're cured because if they go back to eating the way that they, uh, they had previously, their, uh, their diabetes will return, but we say putting it into remission. The other 50%, um, the ones who are on insulin, nearly all of them get off their insulin. The ones who, the rest of them who are on uh, tablets or on oral medication will reduce the amount of medications they have. So virtually everyone, it has an impact on their, uh, on their management. Um, so it, it can be pretty dramatic. And as I said, you know, it's not just anecdotal evidence. There is scientific, good science to support the fact that you can have that, uh, that, that sort of impact on, because uh, the problem is with, with type 2 diabetes, it, it, it's, you know, it's a sentence for most people. You know, if you go to your doctor and, you, and the doctor says, look, you know, I've got some, uh, you know, bad news for you, Mr. Villardo, you know, you've, uh, you've got type 2 diabetes and, and you say, well, you know, what can I do? And, and, and the doctor says, well, well, nothing really. You're just going to have to learn to live with it. And uh, what, what, you know, we can do through this program is give patients hope. You know, we've got to, you've got to have hope. And uh, we give both the patients hope and also the doctors hope. 
because you know doctors get pretty depressed too and that you know the most common condition that we see in general practice type 2 diabetes you know there's supposedly nothing we can do to uh, to fix it and yet we're so we're giving we're providing hope to both the patients and to the, the practitioners that yes there is a solution to this and we can do something to significantly uh, moderate the impact of type 2 diabetes which as Paul mentioned before is it can be disastrous you know it's not the the diabetes per se it's all those complications of type 2 diabetes and basically the way to prevent those complications is to keep the blood sugar levels within uh, normal levels if you can do that you can certainly reduce massively the impact of those complications and i think peter that i'd just like to elaborate on something you said about giving hope to practitioners now if you're a patient sitting out there you're probably thinking that's pretty strange you know aren't we meaning helping the patients and i just want to make clear that managing diabetes as a health professional following the standard medical paradigm is inherently unsatisfying because patients just end up on this escalator of ever increasing drugs and worsening complications it is a progressive condition if it's managed to the guidelines and seeing a patient that you're managing to the best of your ability just keep getting sicker every visit and you having to just escalate the drug dosages and you're still having all these other problems it doesn't make the doctor happy as well it's 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 bad medicine it's unhappy medicine and it's so empowering for doctors to be able to help patients that traditionally they haven't been able to help at all and i mean everybody wins doctors are happy to see these patients because they can actually feel they're contributing and patients get to keep all their toes i mean what's not to like so peter as you said there you know if i went to the doctor myself and was told i had type 2 by diabetes i'll jump on the defeat diabetes app um i've got no idea about a low carb healthy fat lifestyle how do the recipes and how do the videos within the app assist me to be successful in this program can you maybe talk to that a bit yeah well i think you know as, as paul mentioned before one of the keys is is, is uh, educating is to understanding why you know why we're doing this and understanding what type 2 diabetes is all about and the how and why of how a low carb program can uh, can assist you in uh, in putting it into remission so i think that's a really important aspect of, uh, of what we're what we're doing uh, we explain what you know what carbohydrates are what fats are um, and uh, then we talk you know then we talk you through more practical things about you know what uh, what sort of things you can eat uh, we talk we take you on you know on a shopping trip we you know tell you what you uh, what do you want to get when you go to the supermarket we talk about uh, eating in restaurants we talk about takeaway uh, takeaway meals um, a whole range of different uh, different topics that we take people through we take them on this journey uh, through uh, through a low carb approach to resolve their, their type two diabetes, um, but obviously you know you need uh, you need food, and we have uh, over sixty lovely recipes. I mean they're very simple. You know if you want fancy recipes, there's plenty of places to go. But I think what most people want are really basic, simple things that they can cook very easily. We've all we're all time poor and money poor, so what we what we uh, really want from our food is simple food that's not too expensive that's sim that's easy to prepare so 
we have lots of very simple basic recipes that are very tasty um, and uh, you can fit them into your into your meal plans we've got uh, as i mentioned there's cooking demonstrations from matt hopcraft that again just take you through the real basics of how to cook eggs how to cook a steak how to cook a bolognese sauce simple things like that that because unfortunately a lot of us have lost the art of cooking you know we're just so used to ordering takeaways or ordering frozen foods and so on that we all think our oh, cooking is too hard but it's actually not too hard and can be very satisfying and rewarding now uh i just noticed there's a couple of questions up here peter yeah daniel do you want to take us through some of the questions yep so question number one which i'll just put on the uh, screen here so this is from joe I've recently cut sugar levels significantly. I'm also intermittent fasting with a 20 hours and four. I have lost weight eight, around eight kilos but my blood sugar is staying stable at 11. What is happening? I am type two diabetic. Well, I don't know. Do you want to take this one, Peter? Or? It's all yours, Paul. Oh, it's too hard for me. <laughs> I saw it on TV once. But uh, I guess, first of all, there's a couple of things. So cutting sugar is undoubtedly a brilliant thing to do but what is sugar so when we're talking about sugar that basically means a combination of fructose and glucose and fructose is particularly deleterious to the metabolism so if you're a diabetic and you've cut out sugar but you're still consuming starchy carbohydrates that you know because a lot of people don't necessarily think of glucose um, that's found in, say, sweet potato or brown rice and these kind of foods as being sugar, but that will, that, that is sugar. It will raise your blood glucose levels. So it may be that just cutting out the sugar sugar is not enough if you're diabetic. You actually need to hit the carbohydrates as well. Um, with regards to intermittent fasting, uh, it is certainly something that's been shown to be good for um, assisting with metabolic um, problems. Uh, Jason Fung's been a great proponent of that and publicised that and done a, a great deal of work in that arena. And, Joe, you've lost eight kilograms already. Fantastic effort. And when you're saying your blood sugar's staying stable at 11, well, I, I'm not exactly sure what that means. Does that mean your fasting blood glucose is still 11 in the morning? If that's still 11, then that absolutely is a problem. Do you mean it's random when you're pricking it with the finger prick? What we actually like to do is to see what happens to blood sugar levels over the course of a 24-hour period using something like continuous glucose monitors. And certainly we have some uh, resources on that within the Defeat Diabetes program about how best to utilise the continuous glucose monitors because if there is a sneaky source of carbohydrates that's coming into your diet that you're not aware of that's causing these sugar spikes, then a continuous glucose monitor is absolutely going to be the best way of uh, managing that. And, of course, at the end of the day, if you are a type 2 diabetic on medication, then that has to be medically supervised. So uh, if you can find yourself a good low-carb friendly doctor, then they can hopefully address some of these other issues on the side, um, things that are potentially autoimmune issues. Perhaps there's, uh, there's other hormones that can cause sugar to go up. So there's, there are other problems that patients can actually have uh, that don't necessarily relate solely to carbohydrate consumption. And that's why it's always good to have a, a friendly low-carb doctor on board, as we always recommend. Thanks for that answer, Paul. Just another question as well. You know, we're talking a lot about type 2 diabetes. Is defeat diabetes good for someone with type 1 diabetes? 
Well, I think you know it's it's not something that we uh, that we talk about a lot in the uh, in the program. Um, I think you know there, there's no doubt that reducing carbohydrate intake is uh, is beneficial in uh, in patients with type one diabetes. They uh, you get better um, blood sugar control. You reduce your amount of insulin. But uh, the important thing with type one diabetes is to really do it in conjunction with your doctor. I mean, it's not something we recommend doing uh, by yourself. Something you've got to do uh, in conjunction with your your treating uh, practitioner, um, and you've got to get them on board and get them to supervise you reducing your amount of uh, of carbohydrate. You think that's reasonable to say, Paul? A hundred percent. And just in case you're having trouble finding a uh, shall we say a, a like-minded doctor, um, if you go into uh, lowcarbdownunder.com.au, they've got a, a registry of low-carb doctors around Australia. And, you know, we're both on a, a Facebook group with something like 1,300 doctors in Australia and New Zealand. There are hundreds of low-carb-friendly doctors out there who are now consulting with patients. So uh, hopefully for most people, wherever they live in Australia, that's not going to be too much of an issue. Yeah, if you just um, send a message through to Sugar by Half as well via Facebook and I can uh, get in touch with, with you for some resources there as well. There's a few groups, as Paul mentioned, um, so you can point you in the right direction for there. Um, Peter and Paul, how do people get involved with the app? How can they purchase it? What do they do? How does it work in terms of is it available on your laptop, on the phone? What's the best way to go about it? Yeah, it's uh, it's available on your mobile devices. Um, so uh, phone, uh, basically it's a, it's a phone-based app. Um and it's available both in uh, Apple and, and Google. So it's your Apple store and your, your Google store. Um, the, uh, the cost is uh, $49 for three months or $99 for 12 months. So we think that's pretty good value. Uh, it's 30 cents a day if you take the 12-month uh, option. Um, we're not trying to make uh, a lot of money out of this, we, but uh, it's very expensive, as we've discovered, to, to set up an app. So we're really just trying to cover our... Uh, cover our costs um, and we've, uh, we're really focusing on, on uh, getting as many people involved uh, as we can rather than uh, trying to make, uh, make any money out of this. But um, 30 cents a day I think is pretty cheap for uh, you know, the opportunity to, to put your diabetes into remission. If, uh, if you still want to learn more about it before you uh, make a purchase, you can go to our website, which is defeatdiabetes.com.au. And there are some sample lessons and recipes and, uh, and so on, plus a whole lot of background information, uh, both about the presenters. Uh, you'll see a lovely photo of Paul and, uh, and others. And um, a whole lot of background information is there if you, if you want it. So defeatdiabetes.com.au. But if you want to go straight to, uh, to getting the Defeat Diabetes app, you can find it on the Apple Store or Google Store. Thank you very much. And just another question in terms of, you know, diet and exercise, is that put together within the app as well? So can people get information about uh, how to, you know, exercise and also um, how to put their diet together? Yeah, well, yep. um, we have been, we've tried to be holistic about this. And look, as everybody knows, sleep matters, stress matters, exercise matters. It's not just a, you know, Cut. this is a totally comprehensive program and you will actually get to see Peter there pull on his singlet and uh, bust out some moves. Um, I don't know if they ended up being recorded 
they're obscene. They're obscene. So they got they cut. But uh, no, we do. We do actually. Daniel's our model for uh, some of the videos. Uh, well, I've got a uh, just in case anybody wants to see me personally and uh, we'll, we'll tweet them out. Yes, yes. Shall we move but, on, uh, uh, Daniel? No. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, I think we were demonstrating um, the importance of sleep. So uh, in some meetings where Peter was falling asleep, we got some video of that. Um, just happens after, you know, afternoon nap time, about 2 o'clock usually every afternoon for Peter. Well, only when you're talking, Paul. <laughs> yeah, touche. Um, yeah, no, yeah. but aside, I mean, I think, you know, exercise and sleep and, and, and stress are really important factors, and we do cover those in the uh, in the app, but uh, by far the most important thing, if you want to get your diabetes under control, is getting your diet under control. Yeah. Just had another question come through here. If having problems bringing down glucose levels as a pre-diabetic, would you advocate keto rather than low carb? Well, let's just clarify what keto is. Keto is just a stricter low carb, right? So the difference between keto and low carb is that in a ketogenic diet, your carbs are low enough to allow your body to produce ketones. So a low carbohydrate diet can be a ketogenic diet, but a ketogenic diet has to be a low carb diet. So they're just basically just levels of, uh, I guess, severity of carbohydrate restriction. Um, so certainly if carbohydrates are a problem and insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, type 2 diabetes, they're all problems of carbohydrate intolerance, then if you're having trouble controlling it with, a, um, you know, say a moderate carbohydrate reduction, then certainly, yes, you would probably then find you may get more benefits with a stricter carbohydrate reduction. At the end of the day, you don't know until you do the experiment. Um, is there going to be any consequence for restricting dietary carbohydrates? Is it an essential nutrient? No, it's not. There's, uh, you know, that's something that's uh, quite reasonable to try. I think there's a right amount of carbs for everyone. And uh, it depends, probably related to your degree of insulin resistance. And it's a bit of a trial and error. You know, you try cutting your carbs uh, and you cut them, continue to cut them until you get the effect that, uh, that you want. And if that gets into a ketogenic sort of uh, area, then that's what you need to do. Just a couple last um, questions that, from the frequently asked questions that we get. Topic on cholesterol. So if someone comes up saying they've got high cholesterol, is this recommended for them? Can this assist them? Funnily enough, this is usually more of a problem for people's doctors than it is for them themselves. I mean, certainly in my patients, um, most of the general public, um, certainly in the low-carb sphere, are actually quite well-educated and they realise that the predictive value of LDL levels and things like that in terms of heart disease and that is really not very good and this is certainly one of those emotive areas where we've put a lot of effort in making sure that we've got enough scientific material both for doctors and for the, the people who are subscribed to the app um, we've got lectures we've got handouts and we'd really try and cover all bases and really try and reassure people of what the science actually shows so and it is a it's a nuanced topic and it's probably a little bit uh, without going down into the weeds in it now. Um, it, it'll probably take five or ten minutes to go in depth. But in essence, people who are worried about saturated fat increasing their LDL levels need not worry. At the end of the day, that is the message. Saturated fats in the diet 
are not a problem. And just a, another question, just about vegans and vegetarians. Is this suitable for them? I know you mentioned at the start, you know, fish and meat is part of it or can be part of it. Uh, what about for our vegetarian and vegans? Yeah, certainly vegetarians uh, uh, are fine on uh, on this program. Um, there's various types, you know, there's some who uh, eat uh, fish, some who eat eggs, some eat dairy and so on. I think the strict vegan, um, it's challenging to, to be low carb, um, possible, but, uh, but challenging. Um, so we're not really uh, encouraging people to uh, to be vegan on this uh, on this program. You know, vegans need to supplement with various uh, various vitamins and so on. But certainly, vegetarians, uh, the pesco vegetarians in particular, can um, and there's a whole section in, in our recipes for uh, the vegetarian recipes. So, yes, you can certainly be vegetarian and be on the Defeat Diabetes program. Perfect. And just before we announce our winner to the th three free months subscription, Peter and Paul, any last comments about the app? Well, it's you know it's it's been taking a lot of uh, a lot of work. Uh, Paul and I have basically spent the last six months uh, developing this. Um, we uh, we think it's it's pretty good, um, but you know we'd love to get your feedback, uh, and we're always looking to improve it, and it can be improved. We've already in the last week, you know, done uh, made some changes that have improved it. So. If you do go on the app and you you know find out find some things that we could do better, please let us know. But uh, most people seem to be pretty happy with it so far. And I guess we also would probably need people's help as well, Peter, because this is the kind of thing that we're hoping will be widely disseminated. That we're hoping it will be able to make a difference to people's health on a population level, not just what we can do as individual doctors seeing patients individually. But to do that, we really need a groundswell of support and we need people out there sort of championing in it. And you don't necessarily have to be, you know, beating your drum about, you know, this particular app. But I guess the message that diabetes is not a death sentence, that it can actually be reversed. Um, the more we have people being very vocal about this message, and if you're faced with misinformation or presented with people saying, you know, this is not true, it, it might be your GP, it might be your auntie or whoever, then please, the more people we have setting the record straight, then the better chance we have of actually dealing with the scourge of modern illnesses, which is really type 2 diabetes. Thank you. So we've had a couple of comments as well, just saying thanks to um, both you, Peter and Paul, for it awesome work that you've done for this app and you know just from green jelly bean diabetes this app is absolutely <laughs> awesome it will save lives it is invaluable i'll be recommending it to all my clients with type 2 diabetes thank you for putting all the evidence-based easy to follow following information in one place so i think that just sums it up um perfectly and as you mentioned there paul you know we do need people to help and give the feedback if things aren't going right, I, I know Defeat Diabetes have, have been on top of everything straight away. So well done um, to both of you and all the work that you guys have been doing and keep that up. And our winner for, so thanks to everyone who responded to the 25 words or less on how they plan to use the app. Um, and Renee Richardson, you are the winner of the free three-month subscription to the Defeat Diabetes app. So we'll get in contact with you and give you your free subscription. So Enjoy that, and we're keen to hear your feedback, Renee, after you've used that. So, Peter and Paul, 
Thank you very much. We just had so one last question that's come in. Can overseas-based people access the app? Uh, not at this stage, no, unfortunately, but uh, we're working on that and hopefully that will be uh, something we can do in the future. But at the, at the moment, it's just for uh, for Aussies. And I should say to, to Renee, congratulations and welcome aboard. But, uh, it, you know, you also, we have an ongoing uh, program that, uh, you know, once you subscribe to the app, you get uh, continued content every week. You'll get two or three new pieces of content every week. And you can then become part of our closed Facebook group where uh, we can uh, share ideas and share thoughts and recipes and a whole bunch of things. So we want to uh, create a Defeat Diabetes community. And uh, Renee, you'll be part of that now. So congratulations. Ah, Renee is here. I was wondering if it was going to be like the cash cow where if you weren't actually actively listening, then you didn't get the prize. But <laughs> well done, Renee. Uh, I, did. I did have to um, check that she was here beforehand. So well done, Renee, and for following the rules. So great work on that one. Well, now, uh, just to, uh, I might put my foot in that a little bit here, Peter, but just in response to Lizzie's question, you- is it going to be used uh, yeah, accessible overseas? Um, I the answer is eventually it almost certainly will be um but there are technical uh things that need to be dealt with first so we're, we're hoping sooner rather than later but it, yes excellent well peter and paul thanks for your time this evening and we look forward to the defeat diabetes app expanding and getting as big as possible and helping as many people as possible so thank you very much for your time thanks daniel thank you. you're doing a great job Great to chat. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Good night.